0: Hi, this is Marion Samuel from the Caribbean Radio Lighthouse in Antigua. Every Wednesday at 12.30 p.m., we interview a guest about real-life issues from the Caribbean. Welcome to Lighthouse Conversations, a time to explore the issues surrounding your everyday existence your family, your community, your environment, your health and safety habits, your lifestyle, both physically and spiritually, will all be discussed here on Lighthouse Conversations. Let's get started and see just what we can learn to better your life. Welcome to another episode of Lighthouse Conversation. I am Marian Samuel, and I have the pleasure of speaking to two very important members of society, especially at this time. In the studio is Mrs. Denise Mills, acting education officer, School Administration for Secondary Schools and Mrs. Mills will be sharing with us the plans for the reopening of schools. Also five feet away from her is Miss Miss Alicia Knowles, Education Officer in Broadcasting. Miss Knowles will be speaking on the reopening protocols for schools. Thanks for coming, Mrs. Mills and Miss Knowles. I know a multitude of efforts went into and is still going into making sure that things are in place for students and teachers for the upcoming school year. It doesn't matter what level of education from our preemies to tertiary, safety now is priority as well as academically. At this time, I will give you both the opportunity to introduce yourselves and share, in a nutshell, your responsibilities
1: at the Ministry of Education. Uh, good morning to you, Miss Samuel, and to the listening audience. My name is Denise Mills. I am the Acting Education Officer for secondary schools, and that includes both private and public secondary schools some of the duties that i have include the evalu- monitoring and evaluation of our schools as well as ensuring that the schools are properly staffed and the policies that the ministry has are upheld or used in this in the school system
2: good morning and good morning to your listening audience my name is alicia Knowles, education officer with responsibility for education broadcasting. And as the name would suggest, we are primarily focused on developing educational programs and educational resource for our, our students. In addition, we provide technical support throughout education community, whether it be um, recording, media, sound, whatever um, technical support there is. And we also monitor and um Support the media resources within the ministry. Um, the f- our Facebook page, all social media platforms, etc., is done through the Education Broadcasting Unit. Okay, thank you so very
0: much. Okay, what should students expect for their few months of school or their first semester?
1: Well, going back to school will be one with a difference for our students. We know that they have been out of school for over five months due to the pandemic. And so we have been working diligently in ensuring that all protocols are in place and the health and safety of our teachers and students are looked into seriously because it is important that we emphasize these specific areas. Now, with regards to going back to school, as I indicated, it would be one with a difference. For our primary school and secondary school, before they can actually return we are going to be phasing in our students so we'll have the phasing approach that will be utilized and this is very important because we recognize that in order for for the plan to work our students need to to be in a position where we can actually test what we are putting into place so that the students can be of with the, the timetable the students can be of with the protocols and also all the other things that are necessary as we prepare for school. Additionally, as we bring our students back in this phase approach, it will give the management, school management, the opportunity to make necessary adjustments so that the health and safety of our students and teachers and all those in the school community can be addressed properly. Now, what is the phase approach actually? Well, what will happen All our students will not be returning to school on September 7 at the same time. For the public primary schools, for week one beginning September 7, we will have all kindergarten grades one and two and six students only during that first week, week one, September 7. During the second week, all classes, in addition to grades 3, 4, and 5, will operate fully. So during week two, we'll have all the students on the plans, grades 1, 2, and 6, as well as grades 3, 4, and 5. For those students, or schools, sorry, that will be functioning, utilizing a shift system, the students will return for week one, kindergarten, grades one, two, and six only. And for week two, all classes, to include grades three, four, and five, will operate on a shift system. Now, when we talk about shift system, basically, all the students will be at school that day. However, they will be there at different times. Times, For example, you may have students being on the plant from 9 to 12, and then you have another group coming in from 1 to 4, 1 to 3, based on the instructional plans for the various schools. The private schools have been in conversations with the parents during their, their PTA meetings, and they have been informing their parents of what the reopening of schools will be like as well. For our secondary schools, the phasing process goes like this. For the first week, beginning Monday, 7th September, all first-form students will be in attendance, only first-form students. For Tuesday, 8th September, all form two students. Wednesday, 9th September, all form three students. Thursday, tenth September, all form four students, and on Friday, all form five students. I must add too that for the secondary schools, there are few of the private schools who will be also phasing in their students. The approach might be a bit different, but at least they will be doing similar things to what we are, what we are doing. Now with. The week beginning September 14, all students will be in school based on the instructional plan that has been established for that particular school. Some students, based on forms, might be in attendance, forms one and two, one day, forms three, four and five, another day, and that is specific to our secondary schools, where they will be returning, utilizing an alternate day approach. There are some secondary schools, based on their roles and and the number of students and also the size of the school, those schools will be able to be in attendance fully without um, having the alternate day approach. Mm -hmm. However, with the alternate day approach... The students will be, for example, Monday, will be in school on Monday. And as I indicated, the schools will indicate to the parents and to the students what the approach is like, what the timetable is like. And so when the students are set of students are in Monday, those students will be engaged in face to face instructions. Tuesday, another set of students Face-to-face instruction. However, the set that was that was there, like for example, forms one and two, that forms one and two will not be at school Tuesday. They will be at home engaged in online learning, working with worksheets, getting various assignments done during that period, and it continues like that. So one set is in, the other out, and once you're out, you will be engaged with the online platform. So basically, the first week of
0: school is um, actually preparing the children, giving them their timetable and... And different things. So the instructions basically. When they receive let's say for instance the first formers, they receive their instructions that first day of school. So they know exactly what I'm going to do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday going forward. That's Same correct. thing with okay, all That's right. Correct. Understand.
1: Perfect. Okay. That's correct. And once they're there that first day, for example, the first formers, they do not return to school the mon the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Right. Further instructions will be given to them. The specific schools.
0: So, are the schools in itself the compound, the building itself? Are those things ready for the students? You think those things will be up and ready for that particular day? I know, like so For instance, the secondary schools. I know when they did um, CXCs and stuff like that. Of course, the schools were ready and prepared. That's so. Correct. Do you do you have any reservations? For the schools primary, whatever do you have reservations where those are concerned, you think they 're up and ready to go,
1: honestly, I cannot say that we are up and ready to go, but okay. what I can tell you is that work is in progress. Schools are being worked on at mm-hmm. this time mm-hmm. the the different hand washing stations and all the necessary things that are required are already. Um being worked on so that our schools can be ready. that is the aim mm-hmm. for schools to be mm-hmm. ready, but it is important for me to note though that although the aim is for schools to be ready, once we recognise that they the schools are not ready, then we will not put our teachers and students at risk, and that is something that we need to highlight highlight here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay. In the collaborative
0: effort to get schools up and going again for the sake of students academically, could you share with us the organizations and associations
1: that have been contributing in this endeavor? Certainly. I can speak to our... Union and Barbie the Union of Teachers we have had numerous sessions with them as we worked on the protocol they would have given their input and when we would have had meetings with the the supervisor for for transport the, the school bus system, sorry, we had representatives from the union being there and when we continue with all our other meetings, we we had representatives from the union there. We collaborated also with the Ministry of Health and that's very significant. They, they they have played a significant role when we when it comes to the development of the protocol because health is key. And we cannot go forward without that. Those stakeholders being involved. Additionally, we have the board of education. The board of education has been um, on top of things, working diligently to get the schools where they would have, where they should be. As a matter of fact, you mentioned about the face-to-face instruction for fifth formers when we were ready to go back to school. All the necessary things were in place so the CXC program actually went through very smoothly. So those were some of the, the stakeholders that I, I mentioned. The the union, Ministry of Health, we had the Board of Education, and uh, there are others that we have interacted with. We have interacted with WHO and, uh, and PAHO and so forth. We got necessary information from these, from these from these institutions mm-hmm. to help us as we work to get our schools in readiness and we have encouraged principals to do at this time is to have consultation with parents mm. and that has been ongoing and that is critical because we know that some parents are pretty fearful of what's happening and rightly so and so we want to give them some level of comfort to know that once they would have released this, their children into our care that they will be looked after as much as possible and so the protocols that would have been developed, those are the protocols that the principals have been presenting. Some principals have already had meetings and would have highlighted aspects of the of the protocol, the draft protocol that was submitted. And so some parents have would have already expressed their concerns and the principals have been able to speak to these concerns. And yes, it is always important to hear from our parents, hear from our students. And so we continue to make all efforts for that to happen. Okay.
0: Plans for transporting students to school via the government school bus system. Has anything changed in the way of pickup time or the route? What should students expect going
2: um, onto the buses? In consultation with the Transport Board and the National School Bus Services, their plans are, the plans are still being put in place as to the route and pickup times. So we can't definitively say at this time what the routes are or, ha- any, or if any changes would have been made to those routes. However, we have, in collaboration with the National School Bus Services, have created protocols, and the protocols would read or would be that there has to be sanitization. Mm -hmm. Um, Students must sanitize their hands. And of course, we are depending upon the conductors to assist us with this before entering the school buses. We are also ensuring that the um, physical distancing um, guidelines be adhered to while using the school buses. And up to the point of our consultation, the physical distance. Um, considerations were six feet. Of course, you would have heard last week that there were some changes made to that and I'm sure that will be implemented but of course, it's to the safety of our children and in addition, we also um, were made aware of that Government is considering um, outsourcing transport services for students to assist the national school bus services mm-hmm. in meeting the capacity of transporting our children to school safely mm-hmm. because we have to, there must be adherence to those physical distancing protocols. Now, in addition to that, all students must wear their mask while riding the school buses. And one of the things that we are asking school bus um, operators to do is once a child is sick, that that child is not left unattended at any point. That child must be placed on the school bus um, if it is that the child is already there. And upon reaching the school compound, the administration is notified that this child is sick and then the necessary protocols pertaining to schools will be put in place.
0: Okay, thank you so much, Miss Knowles. You are listening to Lighthouse Conversation. I am Marian Samuel and today I have the pleasure of speaking to or speaking with Mrs. Denise Mills, acting education officer, and Miss Alicia Knowles, Education Officer in charge of broadcasting, both from the Ministry of Education. So, Miss Mills, laptops and tablets for schools uh, to provide timely education. How are plans progressing to that goal? And are private schools involved in receiving any of the
1: above? Okay, We will be utilizing a blended approach within our schools. And therefore, there, re- there is a need for devices. You are aware that um, the, we have the e-books. And uh, the the Board of Education has been working towards ensuring that our students have the e-books at hand. What we we intend to do, bear in mind that we have the CXE going forward, we will be engaging in e-testing. And so there are specific types of devices that are needed for that to happen, for the the compatibility of the e-testing with the device that is critical and so devices are being sourced for the third fourth and fifth form students and these devices will be utilized towards the e-testing cxc exams as well additionally the e-books that we the fifth formers third fourth and fifth formers were issued, those that are in very good condition, those will be utilized in the lower forms. And so efforts are being made to provide the devices. We have we We know the the significance of these devices, and so we are still in conversation with persons to provide those. the government, the minister of education is is cognizant of that, and he has been working diligently to assist in procuring devices and Where at the ministry we think about inclusion and so the Private schools. We are doing our best to ensure, once we are able to provide accordingly. Okay.
0: Um, Is there anything in place to assist homes with internet
2: access? There was a program. There was a collaboration between internet providers and the Ministry of Education um, during the return of schools um, of fifth formers, where there was there were some sites that were zero rated. So, um, if the, the the zero-rated sites were based upon recommendations from the Ministry of Education and the sites that we were aware that students would be using often in accessing their work or in doing their work, and in collaboration with the Internet ISP, mm-hmm. Internet Service Provider, sorry, the um, those sites were zero-rated, um, and I think that conversation continues. I I remember recently that there were some conversations with the department of planning within the ministry of education as to how how much further the, um that they wanted the program to be extended so um the conversations are outgoing and I'm sure for the new academic year that information will be given accordingly
1: okay thank I you want so. to add as I want to add as well that it wasn't only during the CXC period, but when we had the remote learning taking okay. place, we that zero-rated um, offer was there for our our students based on the specific sites or that they would have utilised. Uh, we are, we are, as Ms. Nose indicated, consultation continues, and we are trying to our best to ensure that we do not leave any child behind. Okay. I just need to add, too, that the question is being asked, what about the homes without internet? Will, us, will the children be left behind? Mm-hmm. Not at all. Because the strategy we have is of such that our students can come to school with their flash drives and the assignment the necessary work that they will be getting they can download the work because all schools are equipped with internet so once they would have downloaded the work during the time that they will be at home when we are going through with the alternate days for the for the secondary schools that time will be utilized or should be utilized in the to complete the assignments when they would have returned to school for the next face-to-face interaction then they can upload the assignment to the Google Classroom and speaking about Google Classroom at this present time Training continues for our school management. We want all to be au fait with the platform so that our students can be effectively catered for with regards to that aspect. During the summer, teachers as well have been trained to utilize the Google platform. Additionally, the Google Classroom, the G Suite Additionally, the schools all have G Suite administrators, and so if there are issues on the plan, the administrators are prepared to deal with these issues. I also want to add as well that with the schools going back with the alternate days, the teachers are all expected to be at school every day that's important they are all expected to be at school utilizing the internet that is there to continue to engage our students
2: I also want to add to what mrs. Mills had said concerning the Google suite um, the ministry's plan is not only for to it's not only to have teachers and administrators trained in Google Suites so um, within the next few days perhaps over the next week Uh, there'll be a training for parents as well so that Mm -hmm. parents can assist their children they can gain the knowledge as to how best they can assist their children in navigating the Google Classroom. That's because um, we, all, we all realize now that the responsibility of parents in ensuring that students are on top of their um, assignments and all the work that they have um, is great and parents would need to know exactly what to do and how to do it. And we know, of course, that some parents um, are a bit challenged, that they have some drawbacks, some are a bit um, tentative as to How do I do this and how do I do that? So the ministry is mindful of this and has put this in place. So on the GIS platform, um, also on our YouTube channel, there will be, um, I think it's about two, half an hour series on parent. It's called Parenting 101 Training in Google Suites. Hmm.
0: Okay, awesome. That's good. The extracurricular activities, sports, topping the list. What plans are in place for those to push forward? Or will those be put on hold? Example like netball, volleyball, football. Okay, Miss Nose.
2: <laughs> yes, so the Ministry of <laughs> Education, Science and Technology recognizes that extracurricular activities to include sports, drama, dance and other forms of extra and co-curricular activities even including our school programs. They're necessary for the holistic development of all of our students. However, um, we are suggesting that these must be implemented in adherence to the guidelines. And uh, at this point, we are saying that we are possible um, if it is that these events are to be held in most cases, if it is that they're really necessary. I know that... um, for P for example um, there's that practical component yes. and school continues mm. so if it is that it is, it has to be done that it is held outdoors but in the same breath we are saying that um, as much as possible the the physical distancing guidelines must be enforced mm. okay mm-hmm. um, so it, it it's a very ticklish one mm-hmm. <laughs> very very okay. yes um, and of course, because we have P as a part of our curriculum, right. mm-hmm. yeah, That's it is important. Right. So we have to ensure
1: that they um, adhere to the physical distancing protocol. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. and, and let me add as well to what Ms. Snows just mentioned with regards to the physical education. There are certain skills that all students need to develop. And so the, the physical education teacher can utilize um, various means to demonstrate the skills that it could be um one a, a student a teacher can demonstrate it and then a particular student comes and does the same thing i have seen it during the remote learning period where with basketball they had the coaches produced videos and they were demonstrating the different drills the dribbling and mm-hmm. so forth and those were instructives mm-hmm. and so going forward we are not we are not saying that physical education and sports will be out of, the, out of the schools, no. But the Ministry of Sports will give further guidelines along with the extracurricular activities. And within the schools, the program for physical education, it goes towards CXE. And so, as I indicated, the skills must be taught. And so we're going to ensure that the skills are taught in the appropriate way. Will
0: there be a continuation of the school meals program when school resumes? And
2: how will that be um, administered? I know that there's, there are plans to continue the school meals program. Um, one of the um, guidelines, of course, the school meals have always operated um, using the sanitization guidelines. And I I know that they, there are plans to continue this. Um, in addition to that, though, so, um, there has been a focus towards ensuring that students who receive meals do so in um, they're prepackaged. So that limits you know the congregation and all that. And we are also asking that once meals are received, that students would eat them. Within their classroom space instead of usually on the outside. So that limits again the congregation and ensures that the physical distancing guidelines are adhered to.
1: Hmm. Okay, yes. And I also want to add as well that the school meals. National School Meals Program, that program has been working for our students. Even during the CXC period, Mm -hmm. normally they do not provide for CXC for secondary school students, but they made provision for them. And going forward will not be any different. The School Meals Program will be in uh, our primary schools because we do not necessarily have it as yet in our secondary schools and they will be providing they are working towards it so that from day one the students can be catered for join us next week for
0: part two of this episode of lighthouse conversation with mrs denise mills acting education officer as she continues to share the plans that are in place for the reopening of schools and also Education Officer Miss Knowles as she shares the protocols for schools as they resume classes. Lots to expect this upcoming school term. Thanks for listening in on our conversation. We trust that it was beneficial to you as you continue to develop a more meaningful life. Do you have a topic or a guest? you would like us to have a conversation with for a future episode on Lighthouse Conversations? We would love to hear your suggestions. Send us a mail at Caribbean Radio Lighthouse, P.O. Box 1057, St. John's, Antigua, or lighthouse, B-I-M-I, at gmail.com. Or give us a call at area code 268-268. 4621454 or send us a message via WhatsApp or text at area code 2687821454 Thanks for listening Remember you can hear Lighthouse conversations